Good afternoon, this is Ketchel Kirkham with Looking Up, a few minutes in the middle of the week to think about astronomical things. Space engineering is quite boring. Building rockets and satellites has its charms, and of course the result is very exciting, but compared to a lot of other technical work, it has its drawbacks. The main one is that it has to be low risk. With no chance of fixing things in space, engineers have to build in a lot of redundancy, interoperability and use technology that has already proved itself in space. This is called flight heritage and means that the components and techniques used to design space materials are not necessarily innovative. It's that novelty that drives design and attracts people to work in tech. And in the private sector, innovation is key to keeping your company on top. But this runs counter to what is required to send stuff and people up into space. How is this relevant today? Well, the Titan submersible disaster holds many lessons for the fledgling space tourism industry, and there are many similarities. Just as in space, if something does go wrong, it can be catastrophic, and in space, even harder to mount a rescue mission or impossible. Nearly two decades ago, the US Congress made private companies involved in space tourism technologies exempt from safety oversight. Tommaso Scobber, an executive director of the International Association of the Advancement of Space Safety, said recently, We have a sort of an analogue here. You have a technology that goes into an extreme environment for the purpose of pleasure that doesn't give much chance to people to survive if something goes badly wrong. As reported on Space.com, just like space tourism vehicles such as Virgin Galactic's Spaceship 2 space plane, as reported on Space.com, just like these space tourism vehicles such as Virgin Galactic's Spaceship 2 space plane, or, the, or Blue Origin's New Shepard rocket, the Titan submersible didn't require independent certification to ferry paying customers into the ocean depths. Then there were the somewhat dismissive claims regarding safety certifications made by Stockton Rush, the billionaire CEO of OceanGate, the company that built and operated Titan, which was unearthed by journalists in the wake of the disaster. In the face of criticism, Rush accused experts of stifling innovation and bragged about the standard-defying uniqueness of OceanGate's technology, while asserting the need to accept risk for the experience of a lifetime. Space tourism companies rely on informed consent, by which the participants accept risks, including the fact that they are taking a potentially life-threatening ride on an uncertified vehicle that no independent expert had seen. The space safety community will likely closely follow how the Titan tragedy plays out in court, and whether those informed consents will hold up against the years of Russia's documented disregard of other experts' opinions. Tommaso Scobber, for one, doubts they will. The idea is that the commercial actor who chooses to get into this pioneering spacecraft or submarine or whatever chooses the level of risk they are comfortable with. But to do this, the government places an obligation that an actor can only consent to the risk if they are informed of that risk. The existing commercial spaceflight operations have not claimed any fatalities so far. Jeff Bezos's Blue Origin has conducted six successful crewed flights with its new Shepard vehicle. An uncrewed mission using the same rocket, however, failed in September 2022 after a booster malfunction. Blue Origin's rival, Virgin Galactic, plans to conduct its second commercial mission tomorrow. The company, which charges $450,000 for suborbital flights, offering about five minutes of weightlessness, has suffered a fatal accident during a test flight in 2014, 
that killed one of the two pilots aboard and injured the other. The cause of the crash was traced down to premature deployment of the plane's braking system, brought about by human error. Virgin Galactic's first crewed mission in 2022 veered off its approved flight envelope due to the company's failure to account for strong high-altitude winds. So there are various problems here. All pioneers exploring new territories face the unknown, but how far should private companies cut corners or eschew peer review and safety standards in order to make an offering to the public affordable and attractive? Well, for now, this is Ketchell Kirkham wishing us safe, risk-free and clear skies. Yeah.